Hey, homie, I'm getting tired of dudes just getting over on the rasa. This is for the rasa. This is the reality dysfunction. Welcome to the Mexicanos 2070 Speaker Series, hosted by Mexicanos 2070, an organization dedicated to reclaiming and enriching our indigenous Mexican-American culture and enhancing our way of life in the 21st century. My name is Ernesto Morales. I am a member of Mexicanos 2070 and will be the moderator for today's program. Throughout this bi-weekly series, presenters and panelists will consider a variety of topics pertinent to the Chicano Latino indigenous community, mainly in the United States. We hope you will join us as we work to convene a series of online presentations by organizers, activists, artists, journalists, educators, and scholars to share and discuss ways we can all participate in this critical moment to politically and culturally strengthen our community in the coming years. After we hear from the speakers, we will have time for questions and answers. You can type your questions in the chat box, which can be found at the bottom of your screen. If you are in the Zoom call, if you are watching live on Facebook, you can type questions into, into the uh, thread below the live feed. We will leave your video we will leave your video off and your mic muted to eliminate background noise and prevent unwanted Zoom bombings as much as possible. The topic of today's panel is the Rasa Unida Party, its history and what the 21st century holds in terms of Chicano political power. Our panelists today are Hinaro Elaya, who joined Rasa Unida um, and have helped found the longest active chapter uh, since 1971 in San Fernando, uh, California. Uh, last elected uh, chairman um, since 1980. I apologize, there was a typo there. <laughs> uh, Estela Ayala, Amado Guzman, and Ernesto Ayala. I want to thank you all for being here today. And let's start off with the question uh, where the Rasu Unida party is at right now. Well, I think, I think that La Rasu Unida right now is, is a, at a moment where we are finalizing, clarifying what our position as, as an organization is. And the reason I say this is because uh, I know that since, since 1970, and as a, as a matter of fact, I joined La Raza Unida at the March on August 29, 1970. That's when uh, a group of, of este, from Los Angeles Valley College who ultimately formed the chapter of, of La Raza Unida in San Fernando, joined este, La Raza Unida, este, or signed up, registered in La Raza Unida. And from that point on, we started organizing or preparing whatever we needed to prepare to, to start the chapter in, in San Fernando. Uh, and the, the question was, este, where is La Raza Unida right now? I think La, La Raza Unida right now has gone through a variety of este, changes and clarifications as we go on the way. Obviously, La Raza Unida right now is not La Raza Unida that it was in 1970 when it first became an organization in Crystal City, Texas, and in, and in Denver, Colorado. La Raza Unida has been growing. Ideologically, La Raza Unida has been clarifying that position, and we are at present, we are people and making sure that, in particular, the young people understand what is the party and what is La Raza Unida. La Raza Unida is not the Democratic Party. La Raza Unida is not the Republican Party. La Raza Unida is not any other third party. La Raza Unida is, is an organization that's struggling for the self-determination of people, of Chicanos, Mexicanos, La Raza, and, and ultimate uh, our liberation as a nation. Would somebody yeah. else like to weigh in? Go ahead. It's interesting, the, the question, you know, because uh, a lot of our activity, uh, at least, well, everywhere now, uh, has been very affected by, by this current situation. You know, like um, around three years ago, we started our youth conferences that we had started since 1980, you know, because one of, um, one of the ways we, we understand, you know, is that we need to reach out to our youth for that and to the students because they are the future. They're the ones that are going to take the movimiento forward. 
So we've we've had youth conferences since uh, since 1980, and the last one we did before this this time around was in 2000, I believe, or 1999. We we started doing them all over again, do them in conjunction with Mecha, the Mission College, Los Angeles Mission College, and Chicano Studies from Mission College, verdad? That are uh, have always been very supportive of of the partido and and everything we do, verdad? And, and us as well, verdad? The Cesar Chavez March, which is the last. Uh, remaining Chavez March in all of Los Angeles County. We started that in 1989. It was just a grassroots march that from around the Barrio San Fernando. It was La Raza Unida, Mecha de Cisan, Mecha de, de Valley College, and Mecha from San Fernando High School. Now it's like a bigger thing. You know, now a lot of politicos got involved and, and they do their thing like that right there. That. But, and they, they, probably, they probably wish we were never there to begin with, but we're always there. And we've also, uh, within, the, within the last few years, that we've been pushing forward campaign of, of bringing in new elements to the partido, bringing in, you know, uh, compañeros, compañeras that have been active at one time and, and bring back because, you know, um, the, the history of La Raza Unida is nationwide throughout Aslan and, and beyond, you know, what is physically considered Aslan. You know, there was chapters of, of the partido and, you know, a lot of people not to their fault or that, but people tend to understand the Chicano movement, the Chicano struggle as something that ended in 1970 or 75, and, and it didn't. It kept going forward. And uh, we know all the history, all, all the organizations that we know from back then and, and other ones that continue organizing, forming, uh, struggling, ¿verdad? and the Partido has been one of those organizations that, that never stopped. Despite, you know, our numbers or, or you know, ups and downs of, of organizations and movimientos, you know, we've, we've continued. So we've been trying to revitalize, or we're working on revitalizing a lot of the uh, past efforts and bringing back compañeras y compañeros, uh, which has, you know, been very successful, actually, verdad? And only that this corona threw a, a massive wrench in our game, pero, pero seguimos adelante. Yeah, I think, I also think that I want to emphasize uh, a very important point is that, that este... La Raza Unida, and obviously it's not only La Raza Unida, but La Raza Unida is, has been the outstanding organization that has held the commemoration of August 29 as one of the most important days in, in, the, in the lives of Chicanos and in the struggle for our self-determination and ultimate liberation. Well, La Raza Unida, from the first day, August 29 in 1970, participated as, as Mecha, as the, and then from that point on, we participated as, as La Raza Unida. And we've never stopped a year from 1970 to, to, the, to the present in the commemoration of, of August 29, 19, 1970. Obviously, as, as Ernesto just mentioned right now, this the situation that we're in right now is the, has, has uh, halted a lot of the organ a lot of the organizing and a lot of the outreach that we were doing este, for this next este, 50th anniversary of, of the uh, National Chicano Moratorium and also the 50th anniversary of El Partido Nacional de la Raza Unida. So it's important to keep that in mind. It's also important to keep in mind that in particular this chapter in San Fernando and, and Pacoima, este, we have made every effort to to make sure that the people in our barrio know who La Raza Unida is, and one of the and one of the efforts that we use here is the to which we we've uh, uh, celebrated since since uh, uh, 1985 is the uh, fiesta en el barrio, which is uh, uh, a Raza Unida Chicano youth gift giveaway party for Chicanitos, Chicanita Raza in general and their families here in San Fernando and Pacoima. We've had the, this this is a celebration at the Bradley Plaza with which was uh, sort of like a little park in Coima here in front of my house at at, 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 at Baxton Park. And and we do that to make sure that, that people understand that the community understand what La Raza Unida is, that the community understand what our, what, our, what our goals are, and that the community understands what our work is. 
I want to um, to say my piece. I want to appreciate the brothers who put this together, and you know, just one more way of outreach for our our people, for all people. Right? I think that you know, as um, I'm Genaro's sister, Ernesto's a tia, and it truly is a family thing. I can honestly say that I I became a Chicano activist at the age of twelve when the Brazo um, Unida together with some other brothers did something called La Marca de la Reconquista that went by my junior high school. And this was, we're talking about um, 1968, probably around there. But uh, so, you know, so we have a long history. Needless to say, you know, we're from the community. We care about our community. We care about our barrios. There's so many things that have evolved. We've grown. Everything grows, you know, that's just the nature of things that they grow, they, they, they move around, they readjust and you know, and that's what we've done. We've, we've grown. As a partido, we've grown. But one of the things that we've never forgotten is the love we have for our people and why we do what we do. And as one of the Chicanas, the, one of the women that represents the partido, I think that uh, we take that to heart. I think about all of you guys. Don't be surprised if I call any one of you mijo, you know, because I think that you're my children. It's the maternal thing about me, you know. I'm an older lady, and I, I love the people. I love all people. I love doing the, the, the fiesta en el barrio. I love representing La Raza Unida. I think that one of, one of the things that we do for the conciencia, if there's such a thing with the politicos, and with the public in general, we keep it real. We keep reminding people who we are, where we came from, and where we want to go. And we, you know, we, we do it in a way, in a respectful way, because we know that we have ways, we have traditions, we have culture. Other people have their ways and their traditions and their culture. And we're, we, I take great pride in saying that that when we handle ourselves and we represent we do it with that love and respect. <laughs> One of the things that, that I've, I've heard very clearly and just in kind of following the work that you all are doing is that, you know, it's not 1960 uh, Crystal City, that the situation in the United States has actually changed dramatically, even with the amount of like, Chicanos, Mexicanos that actually live here in the United States. And I'm, I'm really interested in, in hearing more about the, the youth conferences. I mean, even though the situation has changed uh, dramatically, I mean, is there still a need for a political party that is looking specifically at issues that are faced by our community? Well, I think one of the things that, that, that you have to keep in mind, and, and pardon me if I jump the gun uh, uh, before Ernesto, but, but it's the, I think one of the things that, that, that we have to keep in mind, and I've always felt this from the minute I started participating right after I got out of the service in 1967, is that I, I was brought into the Chicano movement uh, at, when it was in full force. And, and in, this in those first years of the Chicano movement, we had an organization called the Crusade for Justice. Mm -hmm. And we had an individual, which among other individuals that, that, that were pushing for something that I think some of the people did not understand, some of the participants. That was basically that we were Chicanos, you know, and that Aslan was our homework, was our, was our homeland. So it's important to understand that, that as an organization, as an organization, La Raza Unida has took it into its, its heart to make sure that people understand that there, there is no way, there is no way that Chicanos are going to receive any type of justice, that Chicanos are going to become equal, that Chicanos are going to benefit from, the, from, from what this uh, government, this colonial government does and, and exploits. There is no way that we're going to benefit that unless we are self-determined and we have our own este, nation to live in and to and to organize and, and to flourish. Now, that that said, I know that 
we have been going through uh, with this situation with Mecha and MEPA and some of the, the people at the university uh, with Latino X and Chicano X and all those things, things do change. I understand that. Things do change. One thing doesn't change. We are still being exploited. And this is our homeland. This is, this is where we belong. When gringos tell us that we should go back to where we came from, this is where we came from. This is where, where my grandfather, and even if I just crossed the border right now, and I accepted the Chicano movement, and I accepted Chicano struggle and Chicano history, you know, that cannot be denied. We cannot ignore our history and our, and our struggle since, since 1848 up, up to the present. You know, so it's very important. Is La Raza Unida needed? Is a political party needed? Yes. And the question there is, do we have justice in our community? Does, does the police not harass us anymore? Does immigration does, uh, harass us anymore? Are we represented by the Democrats or the Republicans? No, we're not. We need our own political organization to represent our interests in our own homeland. I was also gonna, I was gonna add, but that uh, I think that 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 question there begs the question, at least in my point of view, but that do we need a party? Do we need an organization that struggles, that advocates around our issues as a people? But before before that, then we need we need to understand that as Chicanos, as Raza, as Mexicanos, um, we are a, we're a nation, you know. So understanding that we're a nation and there's a specific reality, specific conditions that we as a people uh, live live through, verdad. Um, some of which Don Ayala mentioned, verdad. Este, that we understand that that then in that case there is an organization that pe the, that group of people needs to have their own organization, needs to fight for their own interests. And I think if we if we just look at the stats, if we look at the economy, verdad. Este, if we see where the where the majority of the raza still is and where what role in the United States. Chicanos and Mexicanos, and even raza that is not Mexicano, but that come into the barrios and grow up with us, grow like us, verdad? Maybe they eat pupusas uh, instead of sopas at home, but they grow up with the same experience, just about the identical same experience, and they grow up as Chicanos, verdad? And that's kind of been befuddled now with some of this uh, new MEPA stuff, verdad? Pero a lot of the, a lot of those people, you could you could este say that they're also Chicanos. My point is, my point being that the, the condition of Chicanos, you know, didn't, didn't just stay somewhere, it multiplied. And it's multiplied by millions from 1970 till now by millions. And the majority of our people are still on the bottom economically, politically, socially. We're not allowed. I mean, if you look at the media in the United States, we're, we're what is it, like almost 40 million raza, but it's like we don't exist, or it's like they, they try to pretend that we're, we're, we just appeared out of nowhere and, and we're this insignificant person in the background and everything. When we're the people, the land is not to put down or push off, you know, other, other oppressed and, uh, and colonized people, but the, the, the Chicano, the Mexicano, the Raza, you know, are the ones that are doing the field work, they're cleaning the buildings, that are filling the prisons. Many Raza generationally filling up the prisons being slaughtered by the police, being ripped apart by, by ice raids, you know, este, the, the being pushed out by the schools, right? being ignored by the schools. And, you know, so, so we, need, we need to understand then, are we American, as they say, or are we this other people with a unique history and a, and a, and a specific condition in the Southwest that continues to multiply with, uh, with more Raza that, that either came in or more Raza that, you know, we make babies. <laughs> but that's the... Um, so I think that that begs that question, but then, then this group of people needs to be organized around their issues. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to throw that in there. Uh, the existence of the United States, right, is based on its status over its kind of dependent nation. So you have kind of legally, the existence of the U.S., the colonizer government, they exist here because they're able to say this group of native people that we stole land from is a dependent nation on us. So that's one part of the nation, but there are also other nations, including the Chicano nation, 
the new African or uh, Black American nation and others that the United States exists on it. it. It can only exist that way, right? And our nation's national history since 1848 or even before that, if you want to go back to the 1500s with the beginning of uh, Spanish colonial rule and our entrance in this region, both native people, mixed race people like us, like us, the Chicanos, um, you, you can't deny the, the long-term existence of a historical set of relations, no, that the United States builds itself on top of and has to extinguish and has to exterminate and kind of be quiet about. Otherwise, we would challenge their existence and their validity as a nation, no? And that's something to think about. And we have to think about la, la Unión Hace Fuerza, right? Like the multiple nations that exist to so ourselves, all of our native uh, relations, African, new African, black people, uh, Asian people, people brought here by wars of genocide and imperial conquest the United States has carried out in its real bad existence. They're all here. And, you know, we have to be working with them and learning from them. And uh, hopefully they learn from us as well. Well, one of the things, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, one of the things that that we also have to uh, recognize, which which I think, you know, I don't know if it's 1969 to the present is too long of a time to to really understand what history is, but we have to to remember that in the beginning of the Chicano power period, the relationships between Chicanos, Mexicanos, and Native Americans was strong, in particular in areas like in, in California and, and in Texas and in, and in Colorado, the relationship and, and, and Chicanos was, was, was present. There was no difference. We understood that there was no difference when at the, at the Liberation Youth Conference in 1969, they presented the Spanish Territorial Aslan. It didn't say that we were that, that, that we were Europeans or, or that we were uh, uh, new colonizers. It said that we were part of the bronze nation, that we were part of all these nations that exist under the colonial government of the United States. So it's important to keep that in mind. It's, it's also important to keep in mind that La Raza Unida, and Daniel Enzu Osuna can, can testify to this, that La Raza Unida has always made efforts to to have a relationship with our brothers in the reservation or our brothers who are in organizations uh, who are who, who have uh, accepted or who are continue who have continued to live uh, as traditional natives we have always made every effort to keep in touch to keep a relationship and to, and to make them understand that, that we are the same as them and they are the same as us, you know, and then going on to, to our African brothers, you know, La Raza Unida has not held the, that relationship in, 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 in a, at a high level. We have always made every effort and we have, we have a longstanding relationship with the All-African Liberation Party and we also have a, a somewhat of a, of a relationship with the African Socialist Party and, and, and other African organizations in, in, in LA. So, so we have not neglected that. We have not failed to see that there are other, other nations that were either brought or, or were either colonized the same way that we are. The only thing that we are saying, the only thing that we are saying, and we emphasize this, the only thing that we are saying uh, is that together with our native brother, this is our nation. You know, it's like some if somebody goes to to El Salvador, you know, uh, and 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 that person is a I don't know, este colombiano. You know, is the movement in El Salvador for the self determination of, of the people in El Salvador going to going to start organizing? Este, Colombianos este, in El Salvador for, for liberation? No, they're going to organize el, el movimiento salvadoreño and whatever movement has existed there. The same in Nicaragua, the same thing in Mexico, and the same thing in all these nations. We, we insist that people understand that this is our nation. Not only uh, este, were colonized 
by the U.S. imperialism, but also before that, you know, the, the development of, a, of our people is not something that just popped out, out of nothing. You know, the development of, of who is the Chicano right now is, is part of that, that the, the native people that have existed in this, in, in this continent and existed in, in this part of, of, of the Southwest as they, from, from 1848 to, to the president before that. So, so it's important to keep that in mind. You know, we have, we have, we have always, we have always understood that there are other people and we, and we do not, we do not push aside, you know, our, our Native American brothers. We welcome them. We welcome them to, to participate as, a, as an organization and we've made every effort. We, we help create the Indian Treaty Council. We have, we have had a relationship with AIM is that we've had a relationship with, with African organizations. So, so, so we understand that, but we insist that people understand, in particular Chicanos, in particular Raza, that they understand that this is their nation. That, and, and it's not to exploit other people, but to make sure that, that, that whatever nation is created here is going to be something that's going to be equal to all people that, that live here. There's a few questions that are in the chat. Uh, Scott, did you have a question that you wanted to ask? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I want to say thank you for your work, like uh, a few people are saying in the chat as well. Um, but I was wondering, so the, the name of the hosting group is Michicanos 2070, and it's uh, a group that looks to the future to prepare the Chicano for the future. Ideally, like, how do, what does a liberated Chicano look like? What do we have to look forward to? What do we hope for? Well, uh, what does a, a liberated Chicano, like a, as an individual? Like, what, yeah, what does he look like? I think he looks like you, Miguel. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I still need some liberating. Don't we all need some liberating. <laughs> este, and not like Trump said, you know. <laughs> Pero este, uh, I believe, you know, being a, an organizer ¿verdad? in the Partido the way we would see that that question about how, how does a uh, liberated individual look like? How does a liberated human, in our case, a Chicano, Chicana look like? But is somebody that that puts the the issues of, of their people on the forefront, right? And does what they can to organize organize their their community, right? You know, even Che would would talk about the the new the new man, the new woman in in Cuba and socialism and, and all that, right? I think that the it's similar to what we we view uh, or we we imagine as being the the Chicana the Chicana verdad. It's the somebody that 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 put those those ideals ahead of any anything individualistic that you know like every all the culture that we're taught in this society to just think of yourself or just think about make, making that money verdad todo eso. But obviously, you want to be economically secure verdad. You need to have that, and you're gonna be a responsible person, obviously. Particularly, if you have a family, también, you know, like I have a, my daughter, verdad, este, and you know, compañeros also have, you know, their families and, and todo eso, verdad. So you're not gonna be an irresponsible person and be like, ah, whatever, verdad. It's all the white man, verdad, and and I don't know, live in an empty lot or something. But uh, there's people that live that way not because they want to, verdad. Uh, that's what we're trying to change. But you know, I think este it, that that's. That's I b believe to the partido. That's what we would view as the the liberated Chicana, the liberated Chicano, somebody that that sees that, but then sees the the importance of organizing our people, but that sees the the place that we as 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 raza uh, have to take among you know the 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 nations of humanity, verdad? And that starting from the very bottom, you know, not just being dogmatic, not just you know uh, uh, shouting stuff or only going to protest us, which is fine. You know, we we like taking out that steam, and I'm sure when this quarantine is over we're gonna go out there and shout in the streets or something también you know but instead you know taking the you know, the people's the people's issues into hand and taking them seriously verdad and trying to be that role model for for not only your immediate family and friends but in your in your community but in your barrio or or wherever you may be at but in, in your workplace or or in the, the your student school etc but you want to you want to show that, but you want to show that that what we're doing is not something we're doing because 
well, right now we have a lot of free time. But usually we don't have uh, this much free time. But, but what we're doing, we're doing it because we understand. We understand that the the importance of it. We understand that the, as a matter of fact, I would say for the for the world, for the entirety of humanity to go on to its next step, the Chicano, the Chicana needs to realize who we are. Because it's the the empire that is sitting upon all of this, the empire that that is you know upholding the what they're doing, not only to us but to the entire world, rests on you know a fourth of its of its physical territory rests on land that they took yeah. from us. Yeah. The, the, the entirety of it rests on land that they took from all native people, but a fourth of it specifically rests on land that they took from the from the Mexicano and thus the Chicano. When Chicanos realize that and when Chicanos realize that a majority of those people in that area is, is or the growing major the growing uh, the growing group in that area is Raza and we're in many of the states, many of the regions, and many of the major cities, we're already a majority. When we understand that, Merda, and that life doesn't have to be the way it has been so far. When we understand that, that's going to be a, 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 a explosive condition, you know. And I don't necessarily mean, you know, violence, you know, but uh, by any means necessary. Como dicen, but it, it will be an explosive condition that that the United States does not want to see happen. So I think the ideal Chicana, the ideal Chicano, understands that and understands that's where organization comes in because. We don't want our raza when that moment comes to just be running around all crazy without you know without knowing what to do. And that that's you know people have compared that's what happened in the Los Angeles, the Los Angeles rebellion. You know the anger was there, the frustration was there. People took to the streets, but there was no organization as as there there could have been, brother. And you know if there had been organization, you know that 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 rebellion would have been much more organized, much more directed, and there would have been better results from it, brother, or results. Period. That's that's what we see. You know, you, we have to understand that. We have to understand our, you know, what place in 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 this planet we take. The importance that we take. You know, it's not saying that we're we're better than anybody. No, it's saying that we're equal to everybody, and we have a important role to play in the human history. Once we realize that, once all these chicanitos in the schools, the, the chicanitas, you know, they understand that, and they understand that they're they're much more than than what they're made to feel in school, rather than insignificant. I grew up in the Chicano movement, and that gave me the foundational pride, you know, the base of pride. But if I hadn't grown up with a movimiento, I would be like so many of, of, of other raza, verdad, that grew up feeling like you're nothing in the society, verdad. And, and, and I think we want to be the, the opposite of that, that we understand what we are, verdad. So, yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's part of, uh, hopefully that answers some of the questions. That, but that, that's, yeah, let me, let me just add a couple. Say one of the things that, that, that we have to keep in mind uh, and I know that that I'm I'm a retired teacher, so I know how they teach Chicanos and students in general in in the schools. They break up history to make sure that that we don't connect it. They break up history so we don't have any connection to the past. So it's important that that, that we understand that. It's important that that we understand that that as a people, as a people. And as a, a compañera Estela and, and sister, as they have said, you know, we have a long history. Now, a lot of people, I'm pretty sure, want to negate that. They want to put that in the back. Uh, that's not important anymore. But that's, that, that is important. And that is why we are here. And that is why the United States is in the, in the situation that it's at right now as one of the richest nations in the world. It's because of us and because of the land that they took and because of the land that they took from other native nations in, in, this, in this continent and, and, and the land that they control in other as the, as the countries in, in Latin America, including, including Mexico. So we have to make sure that we understand, and you're like that old saying uh, that we used to say in, in, in 1970, it's the 1980 to build a better future we have to understand our past we have to understand that history oh. you know and some of it may be like like the history that Jose Angel Gutierrez is the, would, would put out to just register people to vote and that's it you know Corky 
had another another opinion. He he always voiced the idea that we needed to create our own ideology, that we needed to create our own political party that represented our interests. You know, so so it's important to keep that in mind. Uh, so one of the major jumps that La Raza Unida uh, made was in 1980 when we when when we finally este, pushed aside Jose Angel and made sure that we we were organizing La Raza Unida as as a revolutionary organization and created the organization that pushed that idea. Este, forward, which included este compañero este Juan Jose Peña, and included other people from 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 Texas, uh, uh, other people from from California, Fred Aguilar, uh, included uh, included other people. You know, the next jump that we made, and, and it wasn't because because uh, in 1980 uh, we finally realized we were no, it, it was because we had been working on that since since 1970. The next jump was was at our este Congreso, which twenty fourteen, which put out the position that our job as an organization was in the community. There is no special pill for liberation. There is no special pill for equality or or self determination. It takes hard work, and a lot of people didn't didn't want to do that. Now, a lot of people sort of looked around for, for that special pill. It doesn't exist. What exists is our own dedication to build as, as the, uh, as their own political organization. So in, in 2014, uh, we put out uh, uh, the, a, a variety of documents, among them one that stated that our place as an organization, sure, as Ernesto mentioned a little while ago, we participate in marches. We participate in conferences. We we help organize them. We help we help make them more successful. But one of our one of the biggest mistakes that we have sort of moved away from is is not understanding that our place as an organization or as a or as people in struggle has to be within the people that we represent, which is the people in the barrios. Which is the people in Pocoima, in in Albuquerque, in Nuevo Mexico, in the barrio, in in Denver, Colorado, in in, este, in Arizona, in Texas. We have to we have to work with them. We have to be with them, and we have to voice their issues to make sure that they understand that La Raza Unida is their organization. So I think it's important to keep to to, to keep that in mind and to understand that that again. And I emphasize this with all uh, este, um, uh, sincerity, there is no special pill for liberation. What there is, is the people that are committed to work towards that. It's all. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's what's up. That's real. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, the only thing that you're guaranteed is a lot of hard work. They have a, Question. There's when, a question when here. I think about the, when I think of, can I get in real quick? Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. When I when I think about future Chicana or Chicano or person who lives in our communities among us and with us, I really do think about the socialist nations that exist on Earth that have existed. The USSR was, of course, the first one. But I think about people in the People's Republic of China and Democratic People, the Popular Republic of Korea. Cuba, Vietnam, I think about the struggles that those comrades went through for years, decolonizing, for fighting uh, unimaginable violence. And, you know, we've gone through our share of that, too. Um, and I see them as a model for the future. I think about comprehensive education, comprehensive health care, all the things that socialist nations have managed to secure for their people. There's no reason that us, not just all of our neighbors and our peers. In, in North America, in Turtle Island, you know, um, that thing is thinking about those comrades. And uh, you know, there's a picture of you with people from uh, the PFP, Palestinian people all around the world too. You know, those are our relations too. Irish people living under organization, Northern all that's real. It's about all of our kind of joined efforts, our joined existences together, and and how 
that points us towards the future that I don't think, you know, you Trump and everybody might win in the short term, but in the long term, I don't know what it means for them to try to keep things the way they are because it obviously isn't working. <laughs> like, I don't even know anymore. <laughs> One of the questions that, that came up in the uh, – there was two questions that came up. One was about frameworks that were being used to address issues and concerns, but um, I really feel like that question just got answered pretty pretty soundly. Um, another question that uh, came up is from uh, Julio Sessa, and he said, thank you for your work. I concur that Chicanismo is not based on geographic or national identity, but on political ideology. And then the question is, are you as a political party uh, running any candidates? Uh, right now, and I guess I would add to it, is there a plan to uh, do that in the future? Um, is there, have we, are we running any candidates presently? No. Um, if we would ever run any candidates, but uh, it would be under the understanding that uh, we know that's not the way that we're going to liberate our people, brother. Um, I think the electoral uh, platform, et cetera, brother, can be um, a good way of reaching out to people, putting issues uh, at the forefront, este, highlighting certain things. Um, for, I'll give you an example. Este, a few years ago, I was on the on the local neighborhood council, um, I I was on that in that position. I knew like I wasn't gonna you know, or the Rasonida wasn't gonna liberate Bacoima because because of that. But it, it did help. It helped put, uh, put a, a lot of our work out more in the open, verdad? Um, a lot of the politicos and a lot of local vendidos, and I'll say they're vendidos, they, they, they got mad at us even more. They hate us even more. But we did a lot of good work, verdad? And we were able to, to bring in a lot of local people, verdad? And open the doors for, for you know, uh, more uh, the working class raza that, that wouldn't be involved uh, probably in any in, – much of any anyway, that not to their their fault, that but to to get involved, that is around issues that literally affected them directly. I'll give you a more example of an example of that. When I was on the neighborhood council, that um, the there was an issue here. Maybe some of you all heard about it with a uh, California high speed rail. That high speed rail was planned. They had they had like three routes. Two of them were going through the local uh, mountains. And those routes would go through, you know, almost uninhabited areas, but a lot of horse ranches owned by, you know, Europeans. <laughs> and it's the, and the, the third route was down here going right through the, the barrios of the Northeast uh, San Fernando Valley, which is Silmar, San Fernando, Pacoima, and Sun Valley. Um, all, you know, barrios, you know, of course, heavily raza, et cetera. And it was going to go down the San Fernando Road, which is, you know, heav a heavily populated area it was going to displace tens of thousands of people it was going to bankrupt the city of san fernando because the city itself is like a little piece in between you know the all these other towns of the in the valley which are part of the city of la san fernando's this little piece so it would run right through it they bankrupt it because uh they had to build this whole mega project that was going to look like a freeway but it was for this specific train so, you know, a lot of people, a lot of mainstream politicos didn't want to really touch on that. You know, one of the, the mainstream, one of the guys around here, our, our representative, este, este se me fue el nombre, pero the guy was totally vendido, totally trying to este, convince the raza that we should give, you know, these people a chance and this and that and whatever. Then the high-speed rail commission would come in and, and tell us, oh, you know, the, basically the same thing. And we, with other compañeras y compañeros, uh, formed a coalition. And we, we took to the streets and we, we went door to door. We brought out, you know, Raza to, to march with us and to come to directly to the meetings that these people would have and tell them to their face, you know, what do you think you're doing? We live here. You're not going to displace us. But I, we're not gonna, and if you try it, we're not going to let you. You know, este, este, and we have a history of, of, you know, the state doing this to us. We have a history of, you know, a state that represents white power doing this to, to, to the raza, in particular here in, in this area, ¿verdad? we brought up a whole bunch of issues, you know, like the, uh, the freeways, which have, you know, Pacoima surrounded. Uh, there's a bunch of este, uh, dumps that ring the Northeast Valley también, you know, uh, the air around here is very polluted. Uh, there's, a, there's a natural gas pipeline, which is uh, a 
you know, huge risk that runs down San Fernando Road already, verdad? Este, on top of a whole bunch of other things, you know. So, so we were bringing those issues up to the people, verdad? The the elect that electoral, you know, sort of electoral platform gave us a little bit more ease to do that. But we knew that wasn't gonna, you know, obviously help us liberate anything. But it did help us put people out there. So if we run candidates in the future, verdad? It'll be under that understanding, verdad? That este, we need to be independent. Without from any of the of the mainstream political organizations, and we need to do it with a plan. It's not just you know like oh we're gonna believe or we're gonna get someone elected and that's it, and you know that's gonna solve our problems. It's not, verdad. We need to continue in all, in every case, organizing, being in the streets, being in the schools, being in the campus, being in the workplace, being in in the pintas, so we could get in there, verdad. Is organizing and organizing and organizing relentlessly, verdad? Because uh, they don't sleep. We can't sleep either, you know. So, so that would be my my yes, self governance, self determination. That would be uh, uh, my response to that. So let's um, we have we have one last uh, question here, and then um, because we've been at it for kind of an hour, and we try to we try to keep it to just a little bit, you know, over an hour. But I think this last uh, question really fits onto this, and I think that um, it would be a good one to also hear. Uh, do you have any uh, strategic advice on how to penetrate the hearts and minds of Grasa who have been conditioned to believe that the Democratic Party will deliver liberation at the ballot box? Again, I, I would say, verdad, speak to the people in their language, verdad? Speak to the people about the issues that, that directly concern them, verdad? I did uh, organizing, I was a labor organizer for, for quite a while, verdad? Este, until I said, you know, forget that, and I want to teach because I've always wanted to teach. But one of the first things you learn there is, you know, we could we could know generally what is what is an issue, you know, that 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 you know we think people should be concerned about, and and they should be concerned about it. But we can't assume that. We need to talk and ask people. We need we need to hear the people talk and listen. Right? We need to listen to the raza. You know, if I go down, you know, the street right here, you know, to my neighbors and, you know, I could ask, you know, I could probably say, tell them, don't you wish this, this and that, and some of them might be like, yeah, or sure. But then I would, it would make more sense for me or anyone in the Rasana or any organizer, but anybody that's trying to, you know, organize from the ground on up, because that's where change comes from, to ask people, you know, well, what is something you would like to see, you know, uh, improve or change? And then we organize. If we have enough people, we organize around around that, right? and, and we and we politically educate around that. That's what we did. That was you know the, the example that we did with the train. We we had the the ability to do that because we 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 were able to frame the issue of you know this train coming through the barrios. It's not just you know some random thing happening and all oh, that's messed up, but as a series of of historical injustices to the raza, in particular in this area, verdad. And, and help people to understand that, you know, and again, this is why a lot of the local politicos hated us even more because with that in mind, we were able to bring up questions of class, questions of, of colonialism, you know, et cetera, et cetera, which they don't ever want to bring out into the open, you know, they want to pretend like that's not even there, you know, so so that would be my part. But I mean, I'm, I'm sorry if I keep on speaking, but este other compañeros might have. I think, uh, if I may, mijo, can you hear me? Yes, mijo. Okay. Um, yeah, I think um, that the, the track record of the uh, Democratic Party uh, speaks for itself, you know? I think that, you know, so many times we know that um, our, our um, my father, you know, um, uh, my mom, I don't think ever voted, really, even though later in life she became a citizen. But my dad, you know, kind of believed in the Democratic Party and was kind of afraid of what his radical children might, might want to do. But, um, but I think that, you know, it, it just, uh, the situation doesn't change. If you live in a vacuum that, that never changes, that speaks for itself. It doesn't change. Then what are you doing for me? Um, you know, so, so that's why we need. La Raza Unida. So that's why we need a party that represents us. So that's why, you know, I want to I want to backtrack just a little bit. When when the young man said, um, "What does a new Chicano? What does a liberated Chicano look like?" You know, 
speaking as a mother, speaking as a grandmother, um, I want to live my last days in peace, knowing that my children of color, like me, are, could go out into the streets and aren't going to be harassed. I want to know that my granddaughters, as women, will grow and understand their culture and understand their history in this land, that they're not, you know, uh, the way their teachers tell them, we're all immigrants, we're all immigrants, we all came from somewhere. My babies came from here. My babies were born here, their grandma was born here, their great-grandfather was born here. So, you know, so we're, we're people, we're natives of the land, but they neglect, they negate that, they, they negate that to my children. So uh, the, the new liberated Chicana or Chicano can walk with pride, can um, be self-assured that, that nothing is going to get in his way of flourishing as a normal living human being. That's all we want. I think that, you know, right now that we're in this um, pandemic stage in our, in our country, in the, around the world, I think people have the time to think, to think about that. Think about how you live. Think about what you hold is valuable. I hate to say this, ladies, if anybody's hearing me out there, women and some men care more about their appearance than if the neighbor ate or didn't eat, you know? Care more about um, if they got their hair cut, if they got their eyebrows done, if, you know, if their nails are getting long or la fregada, whatever happens with that. But, you know, it's like they care more about superficial things because that's what we've been fed. You're supposed to care so you could look good, so you la la la, you know, it's all the way, so you know. But what about the real struggles? What about the real, what about being educated? What about opening your minds about, you know, what's happening in the rest of the world? But, you know, so I just, you know, put throwing in my two cents about that. We know that the, the, the government we live under has a very bad track record when it comes to people of color. Ahora porque les conviene que la gente ande piscando because nobody else is going to do it, huh? Uh, ahora porque they're feeding everybody and who cares if they get contaminated with the coronavirus, verdad? But it's nada más son mexicanos, nada más son raza, verdad? So, you know, so we have to be conscious of that. Look at this. Look at this. It's not an accident. It's on purpose. We're the labor. We're the labor and they use us for that. It's time that we can stand on our feet. It's time for us to walk down the street with dignity and feel safe in our own land. So, Wow. Okay. Unless somebody else has something they really feel passionate about saying, I think that's the logical place to end this. Um, woo. Okay. Uh, this is, I want to thank everybody who is, um, who's watching on Facebook. Remind you that our, our next uh, broadcast is on May 7th. And I want to uh, thank all of our uh, panel presenters uh, for coming on today. And, um, and really breaking it down. Looking forward to having having you guys back so that we can talk more in depth about the uh, the uh, youth conferences and some of the other work that's going on. Because I mean, you know, now's the moment, right? I, you know, if we're going to build and we need to build a party, then we need to build a party all over the country. And so, thinking about how we take the the good work that you guys have been doing consistently over the last forty years, and you know, and making that work and in other places where uh, Chicanos, Mexicanos are, are really trying to, um, to organize. So I'm gonna stop the, the live stream right now. Hey homie, I'm getting tired of dudes just getting over on the raza. This is for the raza, 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 raza. This is the reality dysfunction.